This is fan fiction only. Star Wars Droids of Courage by Joe Mignano. As Wedge Antilles limped his X-Wing fighter slowly away from the battle and back to the relative safety of Yavin's fourth moon, a lot was on his mind. How he wanted to continue the fight, but simply could not, after the damage his ship had received from the fierce dogfighting just moments before. He did not like losing a relative to Darth Vader's choking grip, only now to helplessly watch the battle in which he could have had his vengeance from afar. Lock everything down tight, he told his astromech, who was still quickly making emergency repairs to keep the X-Wing flyable. It's going to be a bumpy ride back to base. His R2 unit was a replacement for one he had lost in a previous engagement with the Imperials. He didn't mind that it had a pink paint job given to it, no doubt to supplement its rather feminine personality. She was a very dependable droid, and Wedge affectionately referred to her as she. His desire to rejoin the fight was slightly, if just a bit, put at ease when he saw the Millennium Falcon streak past him toward the Death Star. Wedge knew that the fellow Corellian at the controls of the cockpit of the heavily modified freighter would help even the odds, if not more. After the battle was over, Wedge's astromech droid followed him at a short distance through the hangar where most of the fighters and bombers of the Rebel fleet were once parked, to Luke Skywalker's damaged X-Wing. As Wedge went on to congratulate his friend amid the celebratory atmosphere, his droid looked on as Luke's astro-droid was carried away by rebel technicians to a maintenance bay. She trundled after them, temporarily disregarding the pilot to whom she was currently assigned. As she caught up to them, her audio receptors began to pick up fragments of what the technicians were saying regarding the R2 unit in their care. A shame, one of them said. Completely gone, said the other. If it weren't for this droid, the first one said again, None of us would be here right now, but we don't have enough spare parts to get it functioning again before the medal ceremony. The princess won't be happy about that, the second technician said. The technician set the heavily damaged R2 unit down in a corner, and then quickly went on to perform another task elsewhere. After the techs departed, R2KT, the pink astromech droid, slowly rolled toward the apparently lifeless fellow R2 unit. She performed a small, quick scan and discovered not only that this R2 unit's memory core was still intact, she also discovered its designation. So this was R2-D2. A memory had lingered in her databanks from when they had worked together during the Clone Wars, and now here he was again. She owed her life to him. The technicians were right about that, but they were wrong about him being completely gone. Although his power cells were destroyed and his logic module was heavily damaged, his memory core was completely intact, which meant his memories and personality were salvageable, if salvaged soon. She had to do something. In orbit far above Yavin 4, the captain of a rebel rescue and salvage vessel beamed a message to the moon's surface indicating that he was able to find enough junk and spare parts from the debris field left by the battle against the Death Star to satisfy her request her meaning that the message was meant for Princess Leia, but instead it was received and responded to by a golden protocol droid. Oh, thank the Maker. I will inform Master Luke right away. He will be most pleased. Back at the maintenance bay, things were not as jubilant. R2-D2 still sat, motionless and unattended, except for R2-KT, who was still standing in front of him. She offered a soft, trilling sound of concern. Then she opened several of her utility compartment doors, manipulator arms, computer interface adapters, and other connectors extended and attached themselves to the inanimate R2-D2. As the connections were made, the exterior lights on R2-KT's dome slowly started to fade. 
As her lights dimmed from contributing her own power and cognitive processes to her lifeless companion, she still watched R2-D2 for any changes, any sign of sentience. Nothing. Another soft, gentle cry of concern. As R2-D2 remained unresponsive, the last flicker of R2-KT's lights went dark. A short time later, two technicians with a load of spare droid parts in tow, followed by Luke Skywalker, Wedge Antilles, and C-3PO, entered the maintenance bay. R2-D2 had a single faint light on his dome that winked on and off, a slow, repetitive tone barely audible from him. R2-KT appeared to be inoperative. 3PO was the first to speak. He says, help her, over and over again. I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Wedge spoke next. See that both of them are properly repaired. Yes, sir, a technician responded. And don't erase the memories of either one. They deserve that much, Luke added and smiled at his friend. As they both walked out of the maintenance bay, Wedge spoke to Luke. You know, that little pink droid really saved my skin. I know what you mean, Luke said. My astromech droid and I have been through a lot, too. Wedge then said, One of the new pilots has a very promising and upbeat spirit, and a crush on Captain Solo. Luke laughed. Han? Wedge replied. Yeah, I can't think of her name at the moment, though. Stacy, I think it is? I'm going to assign my astromech droid to her. I think they'd make a perfect match for each other. After the medal ceremony, as her new master proceeded to congratulate and then tightly hug a somewhat confused Han Solo, R2-KT found R2-D2. Both droids beeped excitedly, obviously happy to see each other again. Luke smiled at them both, and Princess Leia nodded, smiling in approval of it all. She hoped that there would be more happy days like this one ahead, but for now, planning the evacuation of Yavin was paramount before the arrival of the imminent fleet of Star Destroyers that would seek to exact their revenge for the loss of the Death Star.